Hallo, welcome to the podcast, random number 39. 26th of February, and we doing this twice a week. Sorry, every week, but it's now twice a month. I'll up it, I'll up it. Usually when something weird happens is when I get the urge to do it. And great news. This weekend has been very, very, very weird indeed. You might say it was random. And why, you ask, Marky boy? Tell us why, tell us why. Why Why was it so weird? Well, if you hang on, I'll tell you. Uh, what have you been up to? What have you been up to? Some small talk, get us into it. Friday night. Having some good stand-up shows lately. Friday at the comedy store. It was rocking, full house, can't beat a Friday night gig at the comedy store. You kind of forget how cool that is really, but then you're in the moment, so you don't really think it's cool. But I was doing a show, star-studded audience, Kristen Stewart was there, she came from Twilight just to see me, so that was nice, packed house, she left as I walked on stage, so that was also nice, cheers for that. I was Harry Potter, as they say. Who's they? I don't know. Anyway, I do the show. It was dancing. As in, I did well. Must listen back to the audio, and then I'll probably be like, ah, oh, maybe it was all in your head that you did well. The weird thing about doing stand-up shows is sometimes after them, good-looking women come up and buy you a drink. That's an odd thing I've noticed. Happy days, equality, free booze, beautiful women, three for three. Anyway, I do the show. Afterwards, I had like a load of people come up. It was pretty odd. A couple of guys came up and they were like, oh, I've never laughed so much in my life. Oh, I didn't understand a word you said because of your accent, but that was the funniest show I've ever seen. So I have a feeling he was definitely laughing at me as opposed to with me. I said, with me like Whitney. Uh, so anyway, it was like too many people. People asking me for photos outside and stuff. So I kind of walked away. I went to the den, the all reliable. Go in there and hide for a bit. Left there and walking back to the comedy store. By Saddle Ranch. This dude stops me. And he was like, oh man, that was the funniest show I've ever seen. I was like, all right, you haven't seen many shows, but thank you. He's like, can we do a photo? I was like, all right, cool. So he took a selfie. And then he was, he like his arm, put his arm around me. Like, it was kind of weird. I didn't cop on at the time. And then he was like, oh, let's take one more. I was like, all right, cool. And then he just scuttled off. Uh, So he walked to the comedy store, hung around for a little bit. And then I was strolling, and I was like, oh, where's my phone? And my phone had been in my leather jacket pocket, so I didn't really notice it, not flopping around in there. Then I was like, oh, Jesus, so I walked back, went to the den, and I was like, no, I had it after the den, where did I have it last? Right by Saddle Ranch, right by where that dude asked me for a photo. So I do believe, while taking a photo... Because he f- must have felt it. He pickpocketed me. Which is odd. But I've had it happen before to me. In Barcelona. 
I was in Barcelona and we were walking down Les Rambles, is it? And this dude came up to me and he was like, Hey, you you like soccer? You like football? Barcelona FC? And I was like, yeah, Barcelona, Ronaldo, Messi, all the usual greats. And he started like dancing around. And I was like meant to dance kind of on the spot with him. And then he put his arm around my waist. And then he, this was, this is like, Jesus, pikeys are smart, smart bastards. So what he did was put his arm around my waist and he started singing a Barcelona song. Like, so I get into the mood, like a football chant. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. So I start singing, dancing. Then he interlocks legs and lifts one leg up. So we're both hopping on one leg. And what I didn't realize at the time was what he was actually doing was shaking my jeans up and down so he could take out my wallet. It's pretty clever. Pretty clever, especially when you're targeting a dumb Irish man like myself. So he took the wallet and I didn't even notice again. It was only there was an American tourist was like standing next to us. And he said, hey, man, I think you just got robbed. And I was like, what? Checked it. Oh, balls. So we chased the dude. Chased him, chased him, chased him. He was going down an alley. He threw the wallet away. Then he was trying to... So I picked up the wallet. I got it back. And then he was trying to entice us down the alley. And we were just like, eh, this looks dodge. Dark alley. He's meeting some friends. Okay, I got the wallet. All good in the hood. I actually just remembered another time I got robbed as well. I was in Boston. Look at me. Global haze. All the bees. Boston and Barcelona. Where next? Belarus. Never been there. Thanks for playing the game. But I was in Boston at a McDonald's or something. I don't know. Back back in the day when I used to eat McDonald's on my poor man's diet. Now I just eat porridge and tea. It's an educated poor man's diet. Uh, oh, I can't beat a cup of tea. So... Oh, yeah, so I'm just, like, at... My, and, I, like, this crap flip phone was on the table, my phone. And this dude, walking past the table, just, like, slick as... I was watching it. I saw him take my phone, but it happened so quick it didn't cop on. I was like, wait, well, you just stole my phone. He stole off the table. So I got up, chased him out. He ran. We're running, like, down the street by the Boston Commons. Is that the name of the place? I'm, it was so dumb. I was wearing flip-flops at the time. Like a typical paddy Irishman just came to America. Let's wear Abercrombie and flip-flops. Some American Eagle cargo shorts, no doubt. So I'm running. It's hard to run in flip-flops. I'm just clacking off the ground. Clacking, clacking, clacking. So I lose the flip-flop. Now I'm running bare feet down the street. I'm like, this phone probably costs $30. This is dumb. He throws the phone into a bush. I pick it up. Got it back. Didn't chase him. So that's twice. Twice pickpocketed it. So anyway, that's what I think happened with this dude. The guy who took a photo. If you're listening. And you took a photo with me at Saddle Ranch on Friday night. Maybe you stole my phone. That's what I believe. I didn't drop it. I'm not a phone dropper, to be fair. Um. So, 
Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Reading all text. Reading a text on my phone. I recovered it. Anyway, so I go home Friday night. Uh, go home and I check on find my old iPhone, that app. I'm like looking at the location. And I can see it's gone like. It's like East Hollywood somewhere. So I'm kind of following it. I think he was in a car or something. Following, following, following. And then it just disappears. So I'm like, all right, the phone is gone. Balls Malone. Check it again in the morning. Still not going. So I'm like, ah, dose, it's gone. So I go to AT&T, get an old SIM card, see if I can get an old phone on the cheap. I just spent 100 quid on this phone too. I know that's not much, but it's dumb. Don't know if you remember from the last podcast, but I was getting out of my car, texting, my phone was in my hand, and a bird flew into my hand, knocked my phone, headbutted my hand. The bird seemed stunned, took a knee, I went down, I was like, ah, my head, my phone smashed, I was like, ah, my phone. The bird got up, the bird flew into the air, I chased the bird down the street, didn't catch the bird. I stopped at a red light waiting to cross the street. The bird had no no respect for lights, just flew over the street and away. So it cost me a hundred to fix it. That was like two weeks ago maybe. I think that was the last podcast. So I'm like, oh it's wait to buy another phone. I'm just pissing money away on stuff that I always get fixed. Like my car got my clutch fixed and then something else went wrong. So I was like, that was a waste of two grand or whatever much it cost me. Happy days. So I go to AT&T and I was like, can I just check one last time, find my phone? So we do that on her phone. And then my phone is active. It's like back on. So I'm like, oh, Jesus, where is it? So I take the address and I go, it's like, that find my iPhone is pretty slick. Uh, It shows you almost like pinpoint exactly where it is uh, on the map. So I'm like, all right, looks like it's on the ground outside this uh like grocery store restaurant whatever it is american ranch restaurant or something in like east hollywood so i go there but i've no phone so i can't use find my phone i should have really got a friend but i'd no phone to phone a friend kind of a conundrum kind of a conundrum that i got myself into the phoneless wonder they called me so anyway i drive out there and I'm just, like, looking in the car park. I tried to, like, get exactly where it was before I left the AT&T shop. And it's, like, I'm looking under cars in the, in the spot it said it was. I'm knocking on windows with people in the cars, asking them if they can phone my phone. Sorry, I know this is weird, but could you just phone my phone so then if it rings? But it's probably on silent, and I'm not sure why it was turned back on or off. Uh, and then... I can't find it. So then I go home again. I go into that grocery place and I'm like, oh, did anyone drop a phone? And I was just like, Vietnamese dude, I think. Just looked at me like he didn't speak English or didn't want to speak English to me. So I walked around the store and I was like, oh, I'm just looking in the aisles. Like, there was no logic. It was driving me slightly mental looking in, what's this soup can aisle? Maybe my phone is in this aisle. Like, it's hard to find you know yourself it's pretty stupid uh so i go home have something to eat 
About to go to AT&T again. I go one last time, find my iPhone. It takes like 40 minutes to get to this place each time. And it's still there. It's still on. I'm phoning it off Gmail. You can phone off Gmail. FYI, if you ever lose your phone. Uh, no one's answering. But it's like, now it's kind of moved. And it's inside that place I was, the grocery store. But then I noticed that it was a restaurant too. So there's a restaurant upstairs. So I'm like, why didn't I check that when I was already there? Because I was flustered. That's the reason. So I drive back out again to East L.A. Uh, and then I like go upstairs and I see, I was like, oh, maybe the guy who took it somehow lost it or left it here. I disabled the phone, but I'm like, I, I don't know. I can't fill in those blanks. I think he might have lost it while having something to eat there. That's my only thing. So then I go try and find the manager again. And I'm just like, do you have a phone that I could sign in and find my iPhone, use that app, and then see if my phone is here, because I think someone stole it, but left it here by mistake, I don't really know, I'm speculating, and it's a new manager, and he's just like, okay man, I'm going to help you try and find the phone, so I'm like, alright, cool, so we sign in, and uh, it's showing that like, when I sign into, it shows me that it's still there, but it's like updating location, so at like 6.20 it was still there and it's, I got there like at 7 o'clock and then it updated and then we can see it moving. So someone has the phone now and they're walking away from this like restaurant place but they're already like 10 minute walk away and it keeps moving. So like, all right, is the dude in the car, whoever has it, are they walking? Where are they going to end up? So we keep pressing... Uh, refresh on this app and then the dude starts talking to me he's like manager it's like a vietnamese dude again i think and he's just like i don't know he's probably about 35 and he just starts asking like uh oh, where are you from uh why why do you move to la and not to not to london and i was just like i don't know the weather's better in la and then like while he's hitting refresh he laughs this is the dude i just met he laughs and then he grabs my stomach and starts tickling me. I'm just like, <laughs> what's going on? Like, this, the whole thing is so weird already. And I'm kind of outside of my brain. And I'm just like, why is he tickling me? But also he's help, helping me. And, uh, like, the restaurant is just full of, like, Chinese people watching TV. The food smells tasty, but I want to get my phone, so I'm not hungry, I'm not going to eat. There's a lot of old Asian people in there. And then there's the manager who just starts tickling me as he's helping me find my phone. So I'm like, is he just, is this friendly he's been, or is he gay and cracking on to me? Didn't know, I had to give him the benefit of the doubt, and just, he was my only help. So I was like, ha ha ha. So he keeps refreshing. The phone keeps moving. So we're like, all right, this guy's walking somewhere. Let's see where he ends up. And then he was like, he couldn't understand the story, which is kind of complicated. If you're listening, you're probably like, I don't understand the story either. So he was like, oh, I just told him, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Someone stole my phone. I think they lost it here. And he was like, oh, you're so silly. And he starts tickling me again. <laughs> just like, all right. <laughs> 
this is just weird there's a grown man I don't know tickling me this is not what I wanted in my life and then he was like eventually the phone anyway stopped at this one location and your man's just asking me like all this weird personal stuff like oh are you friends with many Asian people or what was like all I was just like yeah what okay uh and it stopped at this one house, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the house and go get it. And he was like, no, man, you got to be safe. you got to be safe. Let's phone the police, and they can go with you. And I was like, all right, seems a bit extreme. Looking back at it now, I was like, that's a wise call. So we phoned the police. Uh... We were on hold for like 20 minutes, <laughs> which is bad if you're phoning the police and you have an emergency. Literally on hold for at least 20 minutes. Um, phone them. They're like, all right, we'll send someone out. Explain what happened. So then I just, the store's closed. It's like 8 o'clock now. And they shot at 8, so it's just me and all these workers. And they're all listening to Bruno Mars and singing along. It was weird, they all had like Asian accents speaking, but then when they sang, they sounded American. There's a very interesting tidbit for you. So then, like, the guy, the, I can tell the guy is talking about me to another guy in there. Because he just keeps looking at me, but he's speaking, I don't know, Cantonese or something. Vietnamese. And uh, we're just waiting. It's so boring waiting around someplace like that when you don't have a phone. That was the irony of it all. If only I had my phone to pass the time. So we're just waiting, waiting. And then I, I said to the guy, uh, I was like, here man, how long more is it, or do you think the police will be? And he's like, I don't know. Sometimes if we call them, they come earlier. Sometimes it takes a while. And I was like, I'm just going to go get it. And he goes, no, it's dangerous. You need something to go with you. And I was like, all right, would, would you come with me? Seeing that he's tickled me twice, I felt that. He thought we were friends. And he's like, oh, no, man. I'm trying to be your friend here. Like, I let you use my phone. I'm phoning the police for you. I'm hunting it. But, like, I can't go to a house like that with you. If we had known each other for two, three months and we were good friends, I then I would. And I was like, yeah, all right, yeah, that's cool. I felt all right. I was pushing it from me, asking a tad too much to be true. Uh, but then he kept going on about like maybe man, if we become good friends then I can help you with this kind of stuff so I'm just like alright this is going down a path that I didn't expect it to forget I asked forget I asked uh, and then it's like 9 o'clock so we've been waiting for ages ages no sign of the police they're all cleaning up singing Bruno Mars and I'm just like I got a gig at 10. I have to be at that gig. So then I checked the phone again. The dude is in the same place. And it looks like an apartment building from the map. Uh, and I pinpoint like where. It was kind of in the middle section of this building. It's kind of a long building. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to go out there. I can't wait anymore. And he was like, okay, I'll miss you. Come back and see me. Text me if you get the phone back. So he writes the directions down. I drive out there. It's like a, I don't know, it is Dodge, it felt Dodge, felt like something from that place they go to in Training Day, that movie with Denzel Washington, 
I just felt something like true detective. So I'm driving out there and I park like a block over. Just I don't know why. In case my car gets robbed out there. If anything goes down, I don't know what I was doing. I was like Sherlock Holmes hunting down the phone. So I park a bit away. I'm walking along the streets. It's like dodge, dodge, dark. Not a great time to be doing this. What am I going to do? Just go up to the house, apartment, and be like, hey, did you steal my phone? Because uh, I'd love it back, if you don't mind. Even though you haven't been answering it, you clearly see that I've been trying to get the phone back. But uh, how's it going? That was my plan. But then I was like, oh, if it's an apartment building, how am I going to get in? What if it's three floors and knocking every door? Hey, did you steal my phone? Hey, was that you that stole my phone? But I'm in Sherlock mode, fearless. Some say dumb. Some say brave. Uh, I'd say dumb. So I go there. I find the place. And it's not actually an apartment building. It's three like little bungalows back to back to back. So I'm like, all right, cool. At least it's only three three options. The first bungalow is like pitch black. The last bungalow is pitch black. And then the second bungalow, lights are on, and there's just music blaring from it. So I'm like, I go down the side of it, the side like where they park the cars. I'm kind of going, ah, oh, this is dodge, but just go up there, have confidence, and take control. I don't know what was going on in my head. Uh, so I'm walking up to the door, and I look in one of the windows, and like, prodigy. I look in and it's like there's someone on the couch. The TV is on. It's like a tiny little place. Uh, the TV is on. There's like boxes all over the place, but it's just like what are they called? Like a hoarder's house. It looks like that. And like there's someone on the couch, but they're wrapped up in a blanket and they're watching the TV. That's just blaring out music from like two feet away. The couch and the TV were really close to each other. And the song, they were playing like Prodigy, Firestarter. And I was like, oh, this song freaks me out. When I was young, that song used to freak me out so much. For some reason, I don't know, it just felt like pure evil. I like it, but it's something about it that made me feel queasy. So then I heard that and I was triggered with all these, oh, Jesus, what's going on here? This is not a good sign. But I'm like, all right, there's someone there at least. They look small. If it comes to it, maybe I can overpower them. I don't know what was going on. So I knock on the door. No answer. Knock on the door. No answer. I hear someone, like, somewhere taping something up. Uh, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. Masking tape is not a great sound if you're in a sticky situation. So I, like, knock again. And this, like, old Chinese woman answers the door. She must have been about 80. She was the one on the couch covered in a pink blanket. And I was just like, ah, how's it going? Uh, I'm just wondering. She just starts like, she's not shouting at me. She just sounds like she's shouting, but she's just talking. She's like, what? Who? No. What? I get my son. And I'm like, all right. She's like shouting them at me and prodigies playing at me. It was like, oh, this is going to be a murder scene or something. So then she goes, but she's taking ages. So then I go back down the steps and I look in. There's like two windows. I looked in the second one. I didn't really look in the first one. But I go because I can just hear people shouting. 
I look in the second window, or like the first one, and uh, there's a dude in there. He must be about 40, Chinese dude. He's got his top off. He's a fat man. He's balding. He's got like straggles of hair. And in my in his hand, he's got my phone, and he's playing the air guitar to, I think it was Prodigy, still, I don't know. The music was just booming out. So I was just like, what the hell is this? And then his mom is at the door just shouting at him, shouting, 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 and he's just playing air guitar with my phone. And I was like, oh, this is so weird, but at least there's my phone. So I go back in, and I, like, knock again, and then the door's already open, and then his dad must come out, this other, like, 80-year-old Chinese dude comes to the door. Then the son comes out. He's, like, bopping out. He's, like, 40, but he's, like, a 14-year-old. And he just looks at me and he says, like, I haven't mentioned anything yet. All I did was knock the door, try to speak, and the old woman just started shouting at me and saying, I got my son. He comes to the door and he's like, are you here for the phone? <laughs> I was there. Yeah, <laughs> did, you, did you find a phone or something at the restaurant? And he was like, how do I know it's your phone? And I was like, uh, who else is going to just show up at a house? Be like, do you have a phone? He didn't ask anything else. He went back to his room, came back out with the phone, handed me the phone, gave me a high five. I asked zero questions. I didn't know where he got it or why he had it, what was going on. I just checked it was my phone, unlocked it. And then got the funk out of there. So that was nice. Nice relaxing Saturday for me. Happy days indeed. Got my phone, drove home, made the gig. All in all, a waste of a day. Oh, and then I texted a... Oh, no, the dude that... Uh, the dude, in the, oh, the manager dude, that night, later on, I get a text. Hey, brother, did you get your phone? I was like, oh, who's this? He's like, uh, you know, if you ever want to come back to the store and hang out, come eat some food with me. I'm usually there after five. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> so I text back, because he was sounding fairness to me. He helped me for like two hours. Text back going, yeah, man, got the phone, happy days, thanks again for helping me, all that. He was like, oh, I'm so happy you got your phone back and I made a new best friend. This is the lovely day, God bless us both. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, thanks, boss. And he's like, I'm not a boss, you're a good man. And I was like, all right, you're a good man. And then we just back and forth giving each other compliments. And I was like, all right, I got to go. I wish I could not feel a need to always have the last word in texts, but it's time to cut it loose. So that's nice too. Got my phone back. Made a new best friend who likes to tickle me. Pretty handy. Pretty handy. So yeah, that's one a story over the weekend. Um, yeah, that's odd. I tried telling a few people what was going on. Like I wouldn't have believed it either. When I saw him through the window doing air guitar, topless, why would you be doing air guitar too to Prodigy? And he was holding my phone. It was all so odd. And I was like, no one's going to believe it. But here we are, all in one piece, probably dumb enough. I told the girl what happened and she was like, don't ever do that again. 
you're dumb. Think of your poor mom. What if something bad happened? And I was like, ah, oh, that's true. No more dumbness. I'm going to quit dumbness for Lent. Booze and dumbness. When is Lent? I'm quitting it anyway. Quitting dumbness for Lent. On a positive note, I'm still doing hot yoga. Happy days. Great segue. It's unreal. If you haven't done it and you want an eight pack, I highly recommend it. The only bad thing is now is that I have an eight pack. So there's no reason for me to be funny anymore. What's the point? It's one or the other, really. It's also hard to write when you have an APAC. You're just sitting there, feeling your stomach the whole time, being like, what? What's going on here? Also, fainting and dizzy a lot from the amount I sweat. Doing hot yoga, so that's nice. That was good. I was good on an, an old fainting attack. Um... I think what else happened? What else has been going on? I don't know. That was the main story. The Oscars. It's always a nice time. Oscars today in LA. It's nice. Makes people in LA. Most of us realize we have not made it yet. We're not out at the Oscars. We're not winning. We are losers. I had a lovely article in the paper. Maybe I'll read it. Should I read it? If I can find it on my Twitter. I'll read it for you. All about red carpets and Oscars and the likes. Valentine's Day. Hope you all had lovely Valentine's. Oh, I did an unreal show on Valentine's. Improv. Headline Hayes, they call me. Who else is on it? Nick Swartzen. Yeah, it was a good show. Need more of them. Just don't rob my phone after the show. That would be delightful. Um, just looking for my article. Article. It's weird doing stand up. You don't it, like compared to writing a book. You're like, all right, I know when I'm finished this book because it'll be over. There's a product. Stand up. It's never ending. Although the buddy come on Friday, and he hasn't seen me in a year, and he was like, oh, good work. You can see the difference by a mile. And I was like, what? I thought I was always unreal. But no, it just gets better with practice. Uh, where is this article? Oh, there was, oh yeah, Jesus, it was pissing rain for like a week in LA. Maybe not even that long. A weekend, last weekend. My internet went down for six days. My roof sprang so many leaks. It was depressing. Not properly depressing, but like when you're getting out buckets because these mysterious, uh, brutal. Then my internet went down. I was just sitting at home. I was having an unreal hair day, but it was raining nonstop. It was just a tough time, tough time. But then I was talking to a buddy and he was like, oh, maybe you needed that time for some self-reflection. And I was like, you know what? You're actually right. Because now I realized what I got to change. Got to move out of this abode. Time for some changes, people. Time for some changes. Although I said that. And then I had the whole phone fiasco. Um, should I read this article all about the Oscars? The lack of power. Oh, yeah. Jesus. It's nuts. There's one of these hot yoga teachers. She's like a Colombian girl. 
Jesus, she's unreal. Uh, just like ripped yoga body. It's ridiculous. And all she does in class is yell at me. Yes, Poppy. You can do it, Poppy. <laughs> Pretend you're pregnant. I don't know what that one was for. She was telling me about push something or something or else. She keeps calling me Poppy. I'm like, oh, yes, Mommy. Um, so that's fun. Oh, and I was in West Hollywood the other day. Jesus. Looking through my tweets. I'm like, what kind of life is this? Walking down, was going to buy some milk in West Hollywood. Dude in the street, there's always panhandlers and people giving out stuff. He was like, hey man, you want a condom? Free condoms. I was like, all right. He goes, how about 200? So he tries to give me a bag of 200 free condoms. And I was just like, eh, I'll have to decline on that bag of condoms. Imagine you were to bring her home a girl. She's like, ah, oh, do you have a condom? And you're like, yeah, here's a bag of 200. It's not creepy at all. So I told your man no. And then he's like, you don't want to get AIDS, do you? I was like, Jesus Christ, why would you put that into my head? I'm just going to buy milk. Why would you do that to me? And he's like, all right, but if you know what I'm, you know, AIDS. You want to get a free AIDS test? Next thing I know, I'm in some sort of on-the-go clinic getting a test for AIDS oh that was a great day completely sidetracked my day I missed a meeting because I had to go get an AIDS test fun times fun times I had a buddy as well the other day told me the words he used that he was diagnosed with full blown flu why would you use those words diagnosed full blown the only word that comes after that is AIDS I thought he would AIDS for 20 minutes I was like, let me, I got 200 condoms. Um, any other crack? Should I read you this article or has this gone on too long? Yeah, all right, let me read it. If you want to see. I hope people are like, what's the Oscars like in L.A.? And I'm just going to be like, oh, listen to this phone gibberish being tickled by men story. That's what, that's the real L.A. All right, I'll read this and then I'm gone. They do the intro. So you'd love to pop over to L.A. for the Oscars next weekend. Well, Irish funny man and Hollywood veteran Marquez says the red carpet isn't really for people like us. That's true, Hollywood veteran. I sound like an old man. Not happy about that. Uh, all right. One thing you should know about Hollywood premieres and red carpet events. They're awful altogether. I've been to funerals in Ireland that are more fun than Hollywood premieres. Horrendous, but in a manufactured, soul-numbing, fun kind of way, I suppose. So that's nice. Maybe it's the fact I've yet to be the star of one such Hollywood red carpet premiere. But that would make it even worse, I think, being the reason everyone has to gather and fake smile and distract themselves from the fact they're all just filling up time to fill the void inside. So deep, so deep. First one I went to was a red carpet event for an MTV VH1 award show. My buddy Benny Harris, an English comedian, was one of the talking heads that popped up during the show to discuss the awards and the people nominated, mocking them, basically. He brought me along as his plus one, didn't start well, walking up to the red carpet, I clipped the curb and re-broke a recently broken toe, handy, hobble on. Honest to God, these toes are still broken, 
and I feel pain every day. I live a tough, tough life. Uh, the red cap was being held. If I put my voice like this, that means that this is not part of the article, but just a side piece, a side snippet of joy from me to you. Uh, the red carpet has been held in the car park near the entrance and was literally a roll of weathered red carpet that you might get as a free sample from the carpet shop. About 20 feet long with a white backdrop propped up behind it and a metal barrier on the other side to keep the paparazzi at bay. Benny's PR person told him he'd be walking the carpet as he was part of the event. Mentioned to her that I was a comedian too from Ireland, author, legend, you know, the usual gibber. PR woman told me to walk the carpet too. Handy, handy. Off Benny went, strut five feet down the carpet. PR woman held up a sign with his name, paparazzi, about 30. Start flashing their cameras and shouting at him to look this way, look this way, over here, over here. Flash on. Penny strolls down to the end of the carpet. I'm up next. PR woman has me held by the elbow. She'll shove me on when it's time to go. Like a sprinter at the blocks, I'm raring. Let me loose, lady. Let me do my awkward, weird face smile pose. She goes to leave me go, then pulls me back. I've been bumped. Limo has pulled up alongside us. Doors open. Puff of smoke bellows out, followed by the one and only Snoop Doggy Dog, or just Snoop as I call him. Snoop and his crew saunter past me and onto the carpet. Photos, interviews, cameras, lights, smoke, charm, the lot. I'm standing there watching, waiting, sweating in the heat, still being head, held by the elbow like a child, wondering if I gave Snoop the right kind of fist bump when he greeted me. You know, all the usual. Snoop finishes up, all crew heads into the theatre. Event is about to start. PR woman releases my elbow with a whimper. Fine, you can go now, kind of thing. On I strut, hobble, broken toe, limp down the red carpet. Paparazzi have all started to pack away their stuff, put the lens caps on their cameras. Few of them see me standing there, waiting against the backdrop. Start screaming, who are you? Who are you? PR woman never held up a sheet with my name and it's schoolboy. I yell back, I'm me. They all look at me like I'm a clown. One paparazzi guy takes a photo, flash blinds me, then I hear, sorry, accident. So that was fun. Main event was even worse. Everyone sitting in the audience, people come out and tell you when to cheer and clap and look like you're having fun, like a bunch of danky, dancing monkeys. Yay, yay, commercial break and we're back. Yay, yay, yay. That kind of thing. Wasn't even a free bear. Plus, Benny got chopped from the video segments. All in all, a lovely day out. My old roommate, Rob Sheen, brought me along to a couple of red carpet events too. More or less went in the same vein. Except this time I wasn't asked to walk the carpet. More Told more to stand out of the way. We just want Rob on his own. So that was fun. Standing in the gutter next to the free sample of red carpet. Out of the way. Movie premieres have an odd buzz too because everyone who is working on the movie now just wants to know what other people in the movie are currently working on. The fear of the next job looms over the events. Or maybe just because these had no free booze either. So I had too much time to overthink everything. Unless you're a star or main attraction, you're kind of demoted to the lower classes by other party goers. Women walk by, checking you out, scanning your face before realizing, nope, he's not famous or in the movie, not worth talking to. So that's nice. Did almost go to a movie premiere recently, though. Almost so close. My buddy Sophia Patella invited me to her Star Trek premiere that was on in San Diego at Comic-Con. Big, huge events. Full orchestra was going to be playing live during the movie to provide a soundtrack. Conan O'Brien was introducing it. Outdoors with fireworks, the whole shebang. Mighty, mighty. 
me except traffic was so bad. It took me five hours to get to San Diego instead of three like I thought. So I missed the premiere, but I did make the after party. So that was fun, I suppose. Milling around a swanky rooftop shindig. A lot of milling at these events. Free food, booze, the works. This one was pretty star-packed besides myself. At one point, I'm standing between Idris Elba and Christian Slater. Three of us, shoulder to shoulder. And you know what? I think I was the best looking of the lot. I just was in shorts and Christian was going a bit bald. J.J. Abrams asked me what I thought of the movie. Tough to say I didn't see it, so I just said, yeah, it was great. I liked the ship and alien bits. Told him he looked more like a J.J. than a G.G. A G. than a J.J. Not sure if he got it. He looked at me silently, then walked away. Classic J.J. Chatting with Simon Pegg. Tell him I was a big fan of his show Space. I've never seen it. No clue why that lie popped out of my mouth. Maybe all the real bull and free chicken in me had me jacked up all weird, just spouting out gibberish. You know, Simon, my first book and your first book were neck and neck in the charts. And Amazon, you were before for first place and mine beat yours, I think. And have you seen Sophia? By the way, are we best friends now? Simon Pegg laughs nervously, backs away from me. Classic Simon. Had a good laugh at Sophia at least. Then I head home, drove down, didn't book a hotel, so I had to drive back to LA again at two in the morn. All in all, not a bad red carpet Hollywood premiere, except it was in San Diego. And also, on the way home, the clutch of my car exploded. I got stranded in the middle of nowhere. Triple A tell me it'll cost $1,200 to tow my car home. I haggled the guy down. He said he'd do it for cheap after he finished his work. So I sleep in my car for five hours on the side of a road and eventually get home by noon the next day. Fun times. Red carpets are the best. Alright, maybe I should Oh Jesus, this podcast has gone way too long There you have it, some lovely reading All in all Great podcast, spread the word Share it around with your friends Have them listen and be like He's lying about that story, there's no way that happened That's what four people I've spoke to today Have said that to me It's now at the point where I'm like Do you honestly think I could have made that up? You crazy person Um Alright, that's about it, I'd say. Have a mighty Oscars weekend, even though it's over. Time for me to take control of my life. No more phone hunting. Sometimes I do wonder, what if these stories dried up? But then they keep happening. So maybe I shouldn't uh, be worried. Uh, Plus, I just got... I had another buddy who was like, I hope you're writing these down in your blog or for stories or books. You'll need them for the sitcom. And I'm just like, I, what if I just have this huge amount of random stories, but they're just sitting on my laptop. That'll be a good use. All right, I'm rambling, gibbering. If you're in L.A., check my Twitter. Come watch a stand-up show. I think I'm at the improv Either this Tuesday, next Tuesday. Doing some other smaller ones here, there, and everywhere. I'll post them online, my Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, at Trickadoo, T-R-I-C-K-A-D-U-U. Uh, website, marquez.tv. Check out my books on Amazon, Random, Randomer, and Predom before I came to LA. All right, people, look after your phones. Don't be dumb like me. Wait for the police escort very odd to see a bald 
fat Asian man doing the air guitar to Prodigy while holding my phone. And then just walk out and ask me, are you here for the phone? Without me saying a word. Very, very random. All right. Good luck. I do. Good luck. Go on, sir. Good luck. Good luck and good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. 